Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to another PC Boys podcast. I hope you are all having a fantastic day. Before we get started with today's podcast, of course, a few announcements as per usual. Go follow our official Twitter, PC Boys Podcast. Go follow our Instagram, PC Boys Podcast. Join the Discord so that way you can get in contact with me and anybody in the community, rather that's on the Rumble side or the main podcast side. And, of course, you know, buy our merch if you would like to support us and spread the word of our podcast, you know, being in existence. Um, And, yeah, I think that that's really all I have. Oh, yeah, and, of course, go follow our TikTok as well. Um, On there, I like to post um, motivational or speeches, advice, that kind of thing. And, of course, you know, little um, pictures of when we upload new episodes, as I do on pretty much every social media site that I have. Um, so that way you can cover all the bases, but just make sure to go follow our socials, um, whichever one you use the most, preferably, obviously, but yeah, so let's get into today's main topic, so today's podcast episode is going to be strictly on Spider-Verse trailer, so it's been a busy few days here of trailers, we've had Blue Beetle yesterday and Secret Invasion, which I have already covered, Um, so please go listen to yesterday's podcast, um, if you're interested on information on that and kind of my take on, you know, what I saw and whatnot, but in, uh, the Spider-Verse trailer, man, we got a lot to break down in in this one, so in this trailer, we got, of course, Miles Morales, you know, recapping us on what he's been doing the past few years as Spider-Man, um, we see Gwen, of course, bring him to the new spider lair in, uh, I guess, Spider-Man 2099's timeline. Uh, Miguel O'Hara references Doctor Strange and the events of Spider-Man No Way Home, talking about that nerd from Earth-19999, which es- essentially is the MCU, uh, universe. So, right here we gotta immediately stop, because... This is a huge implication, okay? So, for those of you that don't know, the Spider-Verse movies were never MCU, uh, well, at least prior to this trailer, were never MCU connected, right? When it comes to what Sony's doing on their side of the Sony-verse, apparently, it is all connected to the MCU via the multiverse. Now, we already knew Venom was connected to the multiverse, um, and Morbius by default, because Morbius and Venom take place on the same Earth, um, and then, of course, Morbius post credit scene of having the Vulture be teleported into the Venomverse um, as well. So, to hear the Spider-Verse, the animated Spider-Verse, mention the MCU is absolutely insane. Because this opens the doors to craziness levels for Avengers Secret Wars and Kang Dynasty. Because imagine... You go into one of those two Avenger movies and you see Miles Morales and the Spider-Verse cast appear with Fox characters, you know, from the X-Men or whatever. Like, they can literally do whatever they want at this point. And this also goes to show that Marvel Studios and Sony are actually working very close with each other on more than just MCU Spider-Man. Apparently, every Sony project has something to do with with the MCU, and with Marvel Studios. Now, my only major concern is obviously if Sony's projects do not land, then it's going to have a bad effect on the MCU, because considering that pretty much all this stuff is connected at this point through the multiverse, 
It's really insane. I mean, I was not expecting Miguel O'Hara to reference the events of No Way Home in the trailer. There have been speculation and conversations within the community, leaks, whatnot, scoops about, you know, Tom Holland um, and the other live-action Spider-Men making appearances in this um, movie. Not necessarily as like a, oh, the MCU is connected to the Spider-Verse, but, you know, kind of more like, oh, well, these characters are in live action, so we're going to throw them in here as well. But now that Spider-Verse is like officially connected to the MCU via the multiverse, that is, that is incredible. I mean, that, like I said, that opens up so many doors as to what they can do for Secret Wars and Avengers um, Kang Dynasty when it comes to bringing characters in. And I guarantee you Marvel will want to use... Miles Morales and Spider-Gwen out of any characters for sure for future Marvel projects. So I would not be surprised if Spider-Verse characters do cross over into the main MCU timeline in one of these upcoming Avengers movies. Now, whether they change them to live-action versions or keep their animated form, that is yet to be seen. But I'm very interested in seeing what goes down. Because this is insane. So, moving on from the multiversal aspect, um, we get to see that Miguel O'Hara, at the end of Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, created this wristband device that essentially can help them traverse the multiverse and not, you know, glitch and phase out. Um, and that's how they're able to jump from universe to universe. Spider-Man India is also being voiced by the guy that does Dopinder in um, the Deadpool movies. So, if that voice sounds familiar, that would be why. Um, we also get to see in this trailer the Spider-Man pointing meme. Um, so, Miguel O'Hara, you know, tells all the Spider-People um, to go after Miles. And they're all like, wait, you, which one? Like, you know, the Spider-Man meme where they're all pointing at each other. So, that, that was, it. you know, very fun to see in there as well. We also get to see Spider-Gwen mourning the death of her version of Peter Parker... And for those of you that don't know Spider-Gwen and, like, her story, in her universe, Peter Parker becomes the lizard and ends up dying when he gets turned back. So, and she's still, obviously, or he is still Gwen Stacy's best friend. So, Peter dies in her universe, and he was the lizard. So, yeah, the, the, the Spider-Gwen universe is actually a very interesting one. I've always been a Spider-Gwen fan. Um... And, you know, I I've always loved her character. I really want a live-action Spider-Gwen uh, Spider movie. I, I want a live-action 2099 movie. I want a live-action Miles Morales movie. However, if I had to say which ones I'd want first, I would probably want um, Spider-Gwen and 2099. Just because I feel like they're not, you know, they're becoming popular, but they aren't, I guess you could say, as popular as some other characters. Um, you know, Miles Morales is, like, one of the bigger ones, um, nowadays when it comes to popularity. However, for me personally, I never find Miles Morales to be, like, that one Spider-Man that I, you know, always want to, to see. Like, I love the Spider-Verse, uh, Spider-Verse version, the Spider-Man PS4 version. Like, there are certain versions of Miles Morales that are done well, but when I first was introduced to Miles Morales in the comic books... You gotta remember, I was a huge Peter Parker fan. I loved the Ultimate Spider-Man version. That that ultimately was my favorite version of Spider-Man. 
in comic book history. I grew up on Ultimate Spider-Man and reading those comics all the time. I mean, I read 616 Spider-Man, of course. He would be like my, you know, second most read. But most of the time I was reading Ultimate Spider-Man because that was my favorite. And when they killed Peter Parker off and introduced Miles Morales, it just kind of felt like it was in bad taste to me personally. Um... But as the, you know, time has, you know, gone on and I've gotten to experience as Miles' character through his own story arcs and through other versions of media such as, you know, video games and Spider-Verse, I've come to like his character. I just find um, his character to not be as interesting personally as Miguel O'Hara's Spider-Man and or um, Gwen Stacy's Spider-Man or Spider-Gwen. So... It's just one of those things, and I've I've talked about that multiple times when I cover Spider-Verse or, you know, my favorite versions of Spider-Man. Like, Peter Parker is always going to be my favorite, you know, character, but obviously the Ultimate Spider-Man, or, yeah, Ultimate Spider-Man is my favorite comic book series of all time, so that version of Peter Parker and, you know, what happens in that is, you know, specifically um, the version that I go-to when it comes to reading Spider-Man, then 616, but if we're talking about multiversal characters that are not Peter Parker, yes, Spider-Gwen in 2099, in my opinion, beat Miles Morales, because with Spider-Gwen's universe, you know, you're dealing with, you know, someone else's Spider-Man, but then Peter Parker dies in that universe very early on, because he's the lizard, and then, of course, you have the dynamic of Gwen Stacy's father, you know, not liking Gwen, uh, Spider-Gwen and, and, you know, going after her, so you have that dynamic as well, um, so ultimately, it is one of those things where, um, there's a lot of different dynamics and changes to that world and that character story, and same thing with Spider-Man 2099, you're talking about a very futuristic version of Spider-Man, uh, that version of Spider-Man, um, as well has different kinds of technology, the way that the powers work are very different, because it's not radiation-based, um, so it's also very, very different, but when it comes to Miles Morales, and when his introduction was in that Ultimate Universe, it just felt like, you know, Peter Parker Spider-Man being replaced, with someone of a different ethnicity, minus, you know, some power changes, and of course, yeah, Miles has his own family, and his dynamic with Uncle Aaron being the Prowler, and having to deal with that, so don't get me wrong, like, yes, Miles Morales has his own challenges, and he's got his own character arcs and stuff, but the world that surrounds him was already built up prior, right, he's just kind of taking on the new, the new mantle, if you will, um, as to where with Spider-Gwen and 2099, there were different worlds to explore and how things play out in those universes are different. So that's personally why I think that I gravitate towards 2099 and Spider-Gwen over Miles Morales. It's because his character, when he was introduced, was introduced in a world that I was already immersed in from the Ultimate Spider-Man comics. And 2099 and Spider-Gwen have different worlds and universes and the way that the story plays out for those characters are, it's just so different. It's a new world with new things to explore. So ultimately that ended up leading into why Miles Morales is not among my favorites. Now, if you wanted me to vote on like which Miles Morales version do I like from the video games or Spider-Verse or whatnot, then it, then it really comes down to personally, I think Miles Morales, when it comes to the video game version, um, and the, uh, 
Spider-Verse version, I would have to say the Spider-Verse version would be my favorite, and then the video game, and then the comic uh, version. Because ultimately, in my opinion, I've just, when it came to the comics, I never was really into his character, but I think the way that they use him in other mediums, or forms of media, I think is done much better. But I digress, kind of a tangent here. But yeah, so this trailer didn't really show a heck of a lot, much new footage, or didn't show much new footage, but you actually start to understand the story. And of course, they introduced the spot very briefly in this trailer, but ultimately, you know, there's not a lot more here. Outside of the huge bombshell of the multiverse connection, and outside of, you know, seeing that Peter Parker now has a daughter, Mayday Parker, which I think is fucking awesome. Um, that's another character I'd love to see brought to live action would be Mayday Parker. Um, but yeah, I'm very, very interested in seeing, um, the dynamics of the characters in this movie. Obviously, we're going to be getting more backstory on Spider-Gwen. You're going to have Peter Parker, you know, Peter B. Parker now being a father figure. Um, well, a father, I shouldn't say father figure, a father, um, and then, of course, you know, dealing with 2099 and his backstory, what happened to him, like, this movie is gonna have a lot of different elements to it that I think I'm gonna really enjoy, and it's gonna make me want to connect with these characters even more, and I'm very excited about that. And to be honest with you guys, knowing that this is now a, like, fully MCU multiverse-connected movie... This now makes the Sony movies, it doesn't matter what it is from Sony, matter. Like, Madam Web, you know, there's Spider-Woman movie that's supposed to come out at some point. Venom 3, if they ever decide to make a Morbius 2, right? Craven the Hunter, like, Silk. Everything that Sony is doing right now for the Spider-Verse, I am now going to be going in with the comprehension that it has something to do with the MCU via the multiverse. Because as of right now... The projects that they have created outside of, you know, the MCU Spider-Man movies are connected to the MCU in the multiverse. So I am very, very interested in seeing what Marvel Studios is attempting to do with the Sony side of things. Because I think it would be a huge missed opportunity to not use Spider-Verse characters in the upcoming Marvel movies. And Venom. Like, they're, like when it comes down to the Sony universe... Venom, in my opinion, outside of the Spider-Verse movies, is, like, the only profitable character they have. Because, you know, we don't talk about Morbius, because that movie, quite frankly, was fucking terrible. I mean, I can pop in Morbius and watch it, maybe, you know, if I'm having a bad night and I just want to kind of laugh at something. Morbius is good for that, but I don't see me re-watching Morbius a heck of a lot. I own Morbius, but... That's really it. I'm just a collector of shit. So I, I bought it for collection purposes more so than watching it over again. I don't think it's as bad as how people made it out to be. But you could see definitely by the editing in that movie. It was fucking terrible. But this movie looks like it's going to be a very solid entry into the Spider-Verse franchise. Um, and I'm, I'm excited to just see what they do with the characters backstories, where they're going forward, the conflict of the movie, how it's going to lead into the part two, which is beyond the Spider-Verse, and then from there on, what are we going to see? So, there is a lot here. There is a lot. However, the trailer doesn't really give us much more outside of 
you know, Miles Morales struggling to be Spider-Man, getting some backstory on the characters, and having Spider-People chase Miles Morales. That's really all that we have to go off of thus far in this story, in terms of what the trailers are showing. But it's going to be a very busy year this year for movies, because if I'm correct, Blue Beetle comes out in August, and... I'm actually excited to see that. I'm not a DC fan. I don't read DC comics. I don't really consume any DC media as a whole. I used to watch Teen Titans Go as a kid, but that was about as much. I do enjoy some DC movies like Robert Pattinson's Batman, uh, Aquaman, Wonder Woman 1. I do enjoy some DC content, but I would not say that I'm an avid consumer of it. But Blue Beetle might be the one exception, and it might be the one character that I actually care or get me into reading DC, and I stated this yesterday, so that's coming in August, Transformers Rise of the Beast, which is, as of right now, that and Across the Spider-Verse are my top two movies of the year I'm anticipated to see, um, Scream, I have yet to see, I am, I am excited about watching Scream, but, you know, it's gonna be a little bit till that comes out on Blu-ray, um, same when it comes to Ant-Man, I think Ant-Man's supposed to come out late April, at least digitally, so, I'll finally get to watch Ant-Man and give my review on that. Um, but, yeah, no, Spider-Verse and Transformers, as of right now, are the two films that I'm actually really hyped to see. Um, but, yeah, so Transformers Rise of the Beast comes out in June, and so doesn't um, Across the Spider-Verse. Now, here's the scary thing, I think, if you know, when we do our box office conversation. Is Transformers going to do better than Spider-Verse or not? Because I'm very worried about Transformers right now because they're going up against Spider-Verse. And Spider-Verse has a lot of hype around it. Now, don't get me wrong. The new Transformers movie looks good, but you're going up against pretty stiff competition. So, I am concerned about where Transformers is going to fall when it releases in June. Um... They would be smarter to push it back to later June, let people go and watch Spider-Verse, and then introduce it into theaters, so that way it has some time to make some money, but yeah, um, so those are my two most anticipated movies of the year, and then also coming out in June, man, June is gonna be like a big content month for this channel, uh, Secret Invasion gets released as well, so... Yes, I'm, June is like that one month right now that I'm like, oh my fuck, I'm gonna have so much to watch and consume this summer. Uh, yeah, I'll be working more this summer, but I mean, still, the, the fact that I'll have all that content to consume, Transformers, Across the Spider-Verse, and Secret Evasion, it's just gonna be a crazy month. It's gonna be a very good month for content, but yeah, I am very, very excited to see this movie. I was beforehand, um... You know, Marvel's starting to crawl back a little bit, you know? Um, I was, I mean, obviously Marvel Studios isn't behind Spider-Verse, but, or across Spider-Verse. However, it is still a Marvel property. So, when it comes to Marvel properties, so far this year, um, I mean, outside of Ant-Man, it's looking pretty promising. Um, don't know about the Marvels. To be honest with you guys, I, I don't give a fuck about the Marvels. I'm not really looking forward to that movie whatsoever, but... We'll see what happens there. Um, but yeah, that's all that I have to talk about today. Thank you very much for listening. I hope you all enjoyed, and I'll catch you all in the next one.